It's the Kim Munson Show, analyzing the most important stories. That seems to me like government is establishing a religion. The latest in politics and world affairs. If you give people rights, women's rights, gay rights, whatever, there can't be equal rights if there's special rights. Today's current opinions and ideas. Surveys show that that people still really prefer freedom versus force. Is it freedom or is it force? Let's have a conversation. Indeed. Let's have a conversation and welcome to the Kim Munson show. I am Kim Munson. Thank you so much for joining us. You're each treasured valued. You have purpose today. Strive for excellence. Take care of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your body. You were made for this moment. And thank you to this team I get to work with. That's producer Steve, Zach, Patty, Keith, Charlie, Jen, Echo, and all the team here at Crawford Broadcasting. Uh, Happy Tuesday to you, producer Steve. Yeah, terrific Tuesday, and there was something else I was going to throw on top of that, but I can't remember what it was. Okay, well, it'll come back to you here in just a little bit, I'm sure. We've got a great two hours planned for you today. In the second segment today we'll be talking of Hour 1, we'll be talking with Dee Dee Wagner, and she is running for a state house here in Colorado. And then segments three and four... We're going to be talking with some people that have been vaccine injured. This is going to be very important. Uh, Second hour, uh, Sue Moore with the Republican Liberty Caucus of Colorado will be reporting on their scorecard regarding legislators and legislation this uh, 2022 legislative session. So that'll be really important. Of course, call-ins, that last segment, ran into some people this weekend, and they said they just love the call-ins. So love hearing from you. That number is 303-477-5600. Check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. And sign up for the weekly newsletter. That way you'll get first look at the upcoming guests as well as our most recent essays and podcasts. And we rolled out three essays this last weekend. Uh, the first, well, the, the first one I'll mention is Do Not Cross the Line. And that is a really important one from Alan Thomas. And then Jay Davidson, uh, his is titled Will Biden Stagflation Lead to Republican Victory? in November. Again, a very important piece. And then Charles Heatherly had written a piece regarding uh, titled Colorado Republicans Grizzly Rose Rumble Raises New June 28th Questions. So all three of those are very important and I would recommend that. And you can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com. And thank you to all of you who support us. Uh, We are an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. And my friends, it's never compassionate. Uh, We see so many times force being um, kind of couched in the term of compassion. It's compassionate for PBIs, those politicians, bureaucrats, and interested parties to take your stuff to give it to somebody else. That's not compassion. That's actually called stealing. But anyway, it's never compassionate to take other people's rights, property, freedom, or livelihood via force, whether with a weapon, policy, unpredictable and excessive taxation, fear, coercion, government-induced inflation, and uh, the globalist elite's agenda. Did you hear any of the sound bites that came out of Davos, Steve, by any chance? Well, you know, I have a tendency, and it's probably not a good one, to disconnect uh, on days that we're not. No, that's a that's a good thing. It's but good uh, thing. I've been catching little snippets in here and there, and you you certainly get the idea that man, it must have been a lollapalooza in in their minds. You know, they're they're certainly heroes in their own mind for what they think they're doing. But uh, 
I didn't see anything good come out of it quite yet. Oh, uh, nothing. Uh, well, uh, I don't think much good will come out of it for middle-class America. And in the pre-call, you and I were talking about Biden and this administration, and it looks to us like a failure. But yet, I, it may, maybe this is a, a huge success. Maybe this is what Biden's controllers are really wanting to achieve. And that success is uh, really would be destruction of the American middle class. Well, uh, I saw it as a meme and says, would anyone doubt that this guy is the biggest failure? And I sat there, well, I jumped right on board. But then, you know, I took pause for a second. It's like, wait a minute. Failure is only failure when it goes against the grain of what the objective was. And all of a sudden it hit me. It's like, what if he's succeeding? I, I, well, don't you remember after Afghanistan that, uh, you know, it was a debacle as far as uh, getting out of Afghanistan, but yet he said it was a big success. I think the guy um, is, is telling that that's one time he may be telling the truth. Well, we ran Victor David Hansen again last week, and he said anybody who was watching the primaries and, and watching the, the campaigns, although obviously Biden wasn't out much he was in the basement but he was saying he was kind of signaling what he was going to be doing if he had success in the election and you know right down the line he's doing it right and uh, that is why this next election is so important producer steve and uh, as as you listeners know we compiled some encore interviews and uh, some pre-recorded interviews for you for last friday um, let's see, what was it? Was it Thursday, Friday, and Monday, I guess? That's what it was. Yeah. And so it, since uh, a whole bunch of stuff has happened since we were with you live, but I did go to the Capitol Club luncheon on Thursday, and the two candidates for U.S. Senate spoke, Joe O'Day and Ron Hanks. And I came away from there realizing how important it is that we get behind these grassroots candidates of Ron Hanks for U.S. Senate, Greg Lopez for governor, and Tina Peters for secretary of state. I about fell off my chair when Joe O'Day was asked the question about Roe v. Wade. And he said that if he was elected senator, he would have voted to um for Roe v. Wade to uh, um, have passed that at the federal level, that he would have supported at the federal level that Roe uh, Roe v. Wade would be a federal issue. Now, I know that there are many people that um, may differ on the question of abortion. However, the quote that we're going to go to, I think, is super important. But so we're going to put that aside, okay? And the idea that he would take this issue, which really should be decided at the state level instead of at the federal level, and he said that he would vote to codify it basically at the federal level, stomping all over the Tenth Amendment, which says that the powers that are not granted to the federal government will go to the states and to the people. And the fact that he would override the Tenth Amendment I mean, you could have almost, you heard gasps in in the audience. It was astonishing, Steve. I'm just trying to picture what that, what that, what was going on in the room at the time. I, that, that's not shocking. 
it was it was really shocking. And uh, so let's go over here to the quote for today. I was looking for different quotes, and I was th- I was thinking about children. It's it was a big weekend regarding Memorial Day, and I didn't know this woman, uh, Margaret Lee Runbuck. She was born in 1905. She died in 1956. She was the author of 16 books. But the uh, source that I went to said her presence on the Internet is one sentence at a time. It says pages of her quotes come up on Google, but a very little actual biographical information. Uh, she recorded a This I Believe piece for Edward R. Burroughs radio show uh, and desc- describing her trip to India in the 1950s and uh, to teach literacy by writing small novels for those who had just learned to read. But she said this, and and I am convinced that abortion is our issue of our generation, like slavery was back in the Civil War. And so much science has um, proven since Roe v. Wade that the baby feels pain at a very early time in the womb. And we've learned so much from sonograms and uh, that this is not just a a glob of tissue as the feminists have tried to convince people. And there's been this lie of abortion from um, Planned Parenthood and the truth is coming out. But I thought about this. I love this quote. She says, once you've loved a child, you love all children. You give away your love to one and you find that by giving, you have made yourself an inexhaustible treasury. And our children are under attack uh, as we are seeing more and more of this curriculum that is being taught to our kids. Uh, when we had Erin Leon, who uh, talked about her 11-year-old who had gone to an after-school, quote-unquote, art meeting, and it turned out it was a, a whole thing about transgender, we're shocked at what has been occurring in these uh, government-run schools. And our children are under attack. And if we love children then we must stand up for them and protect them. So I thought that was a really important quote. Steve, what's your thoughts? Everyone's reflecting on what went down in Texas last week at the school. And it, it by extension, it, it's now going to be a, another big gun grab and anti-Second Amendment. But yet they somehow can ignore this, this side of the, you know, the other side of the coin. 60 million children. I guess somebody said it's now 65 million children that uh, have um, died in that, America. That's a lot. That dichotomy is, is tough for me to get my head around. It really is. The interesting thing is, is we look at uh, Stalin as a monster because nearly 60 million people died under his uh, reign of terror. But yet here, we haven't really thought about what has occurred in America and a, and a society that doesn't value their children is not a society that will continue to thrive and flourish. It just won't. And, and we're seeing, we are seeing this Steve in, in our country right now. And so that's why this is our big, our big time to step forward. And we need to lower taxes, lower rules and regulations so that everyday Americans have more money in their pocket to make decisions on which charities they're going to support Instead of money being taken from us, and then the government is using, you know, public-private partnerships, non-governmental organizations to push forward their agenda. And so we are at our third founding of America, and it's an exciting time. Colorado's at the tip of the spear. 
um, with all of the election goofiness, the uh, election manipulation stuff that's happening in Colorado, uh, it's uh, going to take each and every one of us out there working for these grassroots candidates. And again, those candidates are Greg Lopez for governor, um, Ron Hanks for U.S. Senate, and Tina Peters for Secretary of State. Uh, speaking of what happened in Uvalde, Texas, uh, the stories are continuing to come out. I, I want to learn more, but it's it's absolutely tragic. But you didn't hear about this, Steve. I just ran through some of the headlines uh, over the weekend. Uh, in Chicago, 46 people were shot, 10 died. Uh, in Philly, um, 12 were killed. In L.A., 12 were killed. And uh, we certainly don't hear any outrage regarding that. Uh, Beto O'Rourke is not showing up in Chicago or Philly or L.A. Uh, regarding... Uh, a gun grab there and and uh chicago and i think la i haven't checked philly but i think that they have some of the strictest gun laws in the country and so what we learn is uh beto o'rourke and the democrats are trying to limit the good guys having guns and the founding fathers put the second amendment in there so that good guys could have guns in case bad guys took over government and uh, that's why we have the Second Amendment. So we're going to go to break. Before we do that, though, Hooters Restaurants has been a great sponsor of both of the shows. And it really it's a really a freedom story, a freedom and capitalism and free markets. And freedom is uh, it's an interesting thing. And so this is a really interesting story. So check that out at my website. But also they've got great specials. Tuesday is uh, double lunch punch day at Hooters restaurants, but they have all kinds of specialty burgers, mushroom Swiss burger, bacon blue burger, Southwest burger, Western burger, mac and cheese burger, and Cali burger, plus I'm sure just regular old bur- burgers. And that's for $11 Monday through Friday. So be sure and check that out. We're going to go to break. When we come back, we'll be talking with Dee, Dee Wagner, who is running for house um, state house here in Colorado. So stay tuned. The Metro home ownership real estate market is very tight right now. That's why Kim Munson recommends you have seasoned REMAX realtor Karen Levine on your side of the table. Karen Levine will help you navigate through the many details of your home buying experience so that you can successfully pursue your American dream. Because Karen Levine cares about property rights for each individual, she volunteers hundreds of hours to represent home ownership opportunities at the local, county, state, and national levels. If you are considering buying or selling your home, call Karen Levine today at 303-877-7516. Again, that's 303-877-7516. You'd like to get in touch with one of the sponsors of the Kim Munson Show, but you can't remember their phone contact or website information. Find a full list of advertising partners on Kim's website, kimmunson.com. That's Kim, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. You can email me at Kim at Kim Munson dot com as well. And thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. Before we get over to Dee Dee Wagner, who's running for House District 25, uh, Steve, it was a big weekend. I've, I really hadn't thought, I hadn't attended a Memorial Day events all these years. And as you have mentioned, Memorial Day is not about sales or barbecues. 
the first thing is is to stop and reflect. And uh, I was serious about it this weekend and had uh, several different experiences. But as many of you know, uh, we've talked about my dad's uh, cousin that was killed at World um, Pearl Harbor in World War II. And his remains um, were put into a grave with other sailors. And with new technology, new science, uh, his re- remains were identified. And they were brought home to Mound City, Missouri. And a funeral um, service was held on Saturday, and he was buried at the local cemetery. And myself and 50 of his cousins were there um, to bring him home. It was, it was a really remarkable experience, Steve. So that, is my math right? That was 71 years after the fact? No, uh, 81 years. Oh, okay. Well, I'm glad I asked you to check my math. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you After. sent a picture, and I was just, this is so Americana. The, the casket and the flag draped casket in a hay wagon, you know, is being mm-hmm. used as the caisson. And I thought, oh, how cool is that? Yeah, and, and it's a beautiful picture with all the flags there. So it was a very special thing. Then yesterday, um, I was um, with the Colorado Hispanic Republicans and um, at the Commerce City Memorial Day Parade, which was just a lot of fun. And then yesterday afternoon at the uh, U.S. Marine Corps Memorial out in Golden, uh, Paula Sarles had organized a fabulous event and a general uh, Craparata gave the um, keynote, and he did. He said the same thing. I thought, oh, he's been talking to Steve. He said, Memorial Day is not about sales or barbecues. It's about remembering. And uh, so it was a very special event there. And as you know, I've, I've adopted the USMC Memorial Foundation as the charity, the nonprofit that we're supporting to help them raise money for that memorial out there. And uh, would highly recommend, I think today might be the last day, today or tomorrow, if you want to buy a brick for the walkway to honor your family member who served, or if you one for yourself, uh, go to usmcmemorialfoundation.org, and you can buy a brick there, or just donate. But we uh, we really need to to remember, and it was such a, such a special thing, Steve. My military career is nothing uh, compared to, to General Craparata's, but... Uh once you've been a part of the military, that mindset about what Memorial Day really is, is it's it's not far from you. Right. And it's uh, remembering those that have given their lives so that we can live here. And that is why we have a lot to protect. And it is so great. We have so many wonderful grassroots candidates that are stepping forward. And on the line with me is Dee Dee Wagner, and she is running for House District 25. Uh, Dee Dee, welcome to the show. Hi, good morning, Kim, and good morning to everybody out there that's nice and wide awake this morning. <laughs> this will re- be ahead. rebroadcast this afternoon, 1 to 2. So uh, if people aren't up, they'll get it then. So, Dee Dee, tell us, why are you uh, running for House District 25 here in Colorado? Well, um, I am running for a variety of reasons, but most importantly, we have destructive ideologies and policies that are being implemented by progressives in our state. And they are destroying the Colorado that, and the America that I love. And destroying our traditions, our freedoms, our greatness. And even affecting our children in school in drastic ways. And as a mom and as a grandma, 
that tugs at my heart and tugs at my heartstrings. And I am a true patriot at heart. I'm a conservative Reagan Republican, um, NRA lifelong member, member of RMGO, constitutionalist Republican. So I'm about as Republican as you can get. (laughs) I've been one all my life, worked for our party in various ways. So when I see things, see things like this happening, I have to run. I have to run. And um, I have endorsements from um, State Representative Patrick Neville, from former State Senator Tim Neville, from former State Representative Tim Leonard. And um, so that basically tells you why I couldn't just sit and think about things, why I have to get involved and do my patriotic best to defend our Constitution. Well, yes, it is under assault. Mm-hmm. Didi, you also have been an educator for many years, correct? Yes, yes. Yeah, 27 years. Um, I taught mainly in charter schools, some in very well-to-do areas and some in not-so-well-to-do areas. But no matter what, if um, kids of any age, in my case it was mostly middle schoolers, Know that you love and care for them, no matter what color they are. We are all God's children, and all lives matter. And when kids know that they're important to you and you're dedicated to their success and that you love them equally, they're going to do their best to um, be the best person they can be. And a good teacher will help that happen. So and what I are the top it an honor? Oh, sorry. I, well, I considered it an honor to have those kids, even for one year out of their life. Sorry. Well, it, yeah, it's so important. But down at the state house, what are the top three things that you want to accomplish? Oh, thank you. Well, one thing that is really on our hearts right now and is also on my website, please go to that, Dee Dee Wagner, the number four, House District 25, Dee Dee Wagner, four, HouseDistrict25.com. And those uh, three issues that, um, one, being safe schools. Parents want to know when their kids go to school in the morning, they're going to be safe. And so how are we going to have safe schools? Number one, we do not get rid of our armed resource officers. In fact, I think it would be ideal if it was possible to have one or two armed resource officers, retired police, off-duty police, and even teachers and parents, that's another aspect of it, who want to go through the proper training to get confrontation training. And to not only get confrontation training, but concealed carry training and certification. Because, Kim, who's first on scene? It's the teacher. And what is the teacher going to use? A trash can? A stapler? You know, we have to have. So first on scene is the teacher. I've been through lockdowns and lockouts in schools where I was. And every single one of us teachers thought, We have nothing to defend our students with. And so you come to the conclusion, what are you going to defend them with? A trash can, a stapler? No. Makes a lot of sense. Yes, yes. 
confrontation training, and concealed carry. Okay. How about number two? What's the second thing? And number two is parents' rights are sovereign. You don't mess with our kids, and you don't mess with parents' rights. Parents are a student's first and best teacher, in my opinion, of being a very successful teacher over 27 years and a mentor teacher as well. And so, and parents, the way parents have been treated by school boards, it is appalling. This must change immediately. Okay. And Didi, what's number three? And number three, I want to get rid of the progressive garbage that's being dumped upon our schools, upon our innocent kids. CRT, critical race theory, is very divisive. It creates problems that many times didn't even exist between kids. Right. And the 1619 Project, you know, America was not built on the backs of slaves. It was built on the founding fathers' beliefs. And um, in the position of CRT, what's the opposite of that? What's the best way to teach proper relations among all people? It's to teach the values of our founding fathers. It's to teach our Constitution, where we are all created equal, endowed by our Creator with unalienable rights, certain unalienable rights, and teaching that we are all equal, and we're all God's kids. And then the LG, and and the other thing that I want to get rid of, too, is LGBT indoctrination of our children. What happens there, Kim? It robs our children of their innocence. That is so true. Uh, Dee, I have had people sending me uh, actual information, images of things that are being shown to our children, and I just can't believe it. So I so appreciate uh, people standing up for our children. Dee, Dee um, I'm looking at uh, your website. It's Dee, Dee Wagner, so D-E-D-E-W-A-G-N-E-R, the number four, hd25.com. People can get more information there. Uh, I really appreciate you joining us. What's your? Uh, we have about 30 seconds. What's your final thought that you'd like to leave with our listeners? Well, I wanted to say, please do go to my website. It's so hard to tell if you want to vote for someone by, you know, just a few minutes here or there. Um, so if you go to the website, you can actually get a clear, clear idea of who I am, what I stand for, what I'm for, what I support, what I oppose. And I am crystal clear. I am not an ambiguous candidate. You don't have to guess. But unfortunately, um, I have a primary opponent that I must defeat. And this person says he's a champion, quote unquote of conservative principles and ideals, and yet he's one of those politicians that says one thing but votes another, and that votes another means 60% of the time with the Democrats. Why would you say that? Why would you do that and yet say that you are a conservative and vote 60% of the time with the Democrats? That's more than anybody in the whole House of the Republicans. And he used to say he was pro-life, but yet Planned Parenthood is giving him a 77%. And why would you vote to block, you know, why would you vote to block the full forensic audit? 
of 2020 and 2021 elections. I, I am not that person. I am not okay. that person. So a vote for me is a vote for our Constitution. Well, Dee Dee Wagner, I so appreciate you joining us today. And again, that website is Dee Dee Wagner for, let's see, Dee Dee Wagner for HD25.com. Very good. Thank you so much. And we're going to go to break. When we come back, we'll be talking with Dr. Rachel Corbett and Joel Walscog uh, regarding vaccine injuries. Stay tuned. Three Points Financial is a fiduciary financial planning company focused on helping individuals and families. Mary Alpers and Steve Cruz at Three Points Financial specialize in investment strategies, tax planning and preparation, and retirement planning with no product sales or commissions. Tax laws have changed and will continue to change. Inflation is real. Three Points Financial helps you maneuver through these changes to achieve your financial success. For clarity and a solid, relevant financial and investment plan while working with a company that puts your interests at the forefront, schedule a no-obligation initial consultation at threepointsfinancial.com. That's threepointsfinancial.com. Inflation is out of control. Increasing prices at the gas pump and grocery stores are hurting everyday people. All these challenges we face are preventable. Individuals must understand what is going on. That's why Kim Munson is bringing truth and clarity to the issues facing our families, our communities, our state, and our country. Now, more than ever, it's important to support Kim's independent voice. Kim has the courage to research and inform you about the real issues. It's not easy, and Kim can use your help. Go to KimMunson.com to contribute. Again, help Kim by contributing at Kim Munson. That's M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there and you can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice searching for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. And on the line with me is uh, Dr. Rachel Corbett, and she is with Roots Medical. That's R-O-O-T-S, like getting to the root of the problem, rootsmedical.net, and they're great new sponsors of the show. And she's also very involved with the, uh, I think, a, a director on the Colorado Healthcare Providers for Freedom. Dr. Rachel Corbett, welcome to the show. Thank you, Kim, for having me. I really, really appreciate it. Well, and you guys are great sponsors. I, uh, so many of our listeners are reaching out and having just great experiences at Roots Medical. So thank you so much. Absolutely. Now, you've introduced uh, the gentleman on the line with us is Joel Wozcog, and he... Um, is with uh, well he's been vaccine injured so joel welcome to the show thanks for having me and uh, tell us your story joel well i'm an orthopedic surgeon in wisconsin and i, I was in practice for about 20 years uh and then i got the moderna shot in december 30th of 2020 and then subsequently developed transverse myelitis which is an injury to my spinal cord uh, and that kind of has kept me from working. I try to go back to work, but really I'm physically not able to do that safely. And you're sure that it was because of the vaccine? Well, my symptoms started about seven to eight days after. I mean, my getting the shot was uneventful, but started having weakness and numbness in my legs that started about seven to, days, seven to eight days after. 
I had an extensive workup, including an MRI in my brain, my entire spinal cord. I had a lumbar puncture. I had a slew of labs, all of which uh, really revealed nothing besides the lesion of my spinal cord. So, again, it's, it's always a tough one to say proving causality, but, again, symptoms starting seven to eight, six, seven to eight days after when I was completely, completely uh, healthy prior to that uh, is certainly to me, pretty suspicious. Uh, again, and even if you look at the UK study that was done several years ago, or a couple of years ago, uh, in the United Kingdom, they had two, I'm sorry, three cases that delayed the AstraZeneca trial three times. And there's been countless cases reported now, transverse myelitis and Guillain-Barre syndrome, which is pretty similar. Dr. Corbett, um, why uh, have people not heard about this in the mainstream media? Well, I, I think that we all know that the truth is not really getting out um, and that there's medical censorship on this. And, you know, it's really sad for me to say this, but the truth is, is that, you know, especially the medical community will not even look at this. And, and Joel, I don't know your particular experience in relation to the reaction that you've gotten from your colleagues and your um hospital that you worked at in your clinic, but what we are seeing in, in um, with the patients that we're having come to us with vaccine injury is basically gaslighting. And, you know, it's so sad to me because we're supposed to be scientists and we're supposed to be able to draw the, the causality that Dr. Joel was just talking about. And these scientists and doctors who are supposed to care for for people are not seeing it. And I don't know if it's a gorilla. You know, one thing that we talk a lot about, especially in the psychology of this, is that if things do not fit in with your values and the way that you see the world, you delete it. You won't even see it. And that's what we're seeing right now. What's your thoughts on that, Joel? Well, I agree totally. Again, you know, I, I'm part of an organization called React 19, and we represent probably almost 14,000 seriously vaccine-injured people across the United States. And I'll tell you anecdotally of now having talked to thousands of them myself personally, uh, you know, at least 90% are gaslit. And again, what I mean is, and I have been too, which is you just, you're ignored, you're censored. Uh, you know, trying to talk to my physician, who I saw originally about you know, vaccine, it's just a non-issue. And as I quote him all the time, he said, quote, Joel, I don't want to get involved, end quote. So that's the kind of gaslighting that we get. And I think it is censorship because anything that doesn't fit the pro-vaccine narrative is just censored. Well, and I'm looking at React 19 on your board of directors and <clears throat> the pictures of all of these different medical professionals who have been injured and uh, I've got to think it's across the political spectrum on this, um, Dr. Joel. Oh, sure. This is we are in you know, our organization is a grassroots nonprofit, completely nonpolitical organization. I mean, historically, I mean, I'm very conservative in my prior voting experience. But if you look at Brianne Dressen, who is the other co-chair, uh, she's historically a Democrat. So, again, this is not a political issue, unfortunately, or at least it shouldn't be a political issue. But it it is, obviously, because of the narrative. And again, anything that doesn't fit the pro-vaccine narrative is just censored. 
Well, so th- the first thing towards healing I, of anything is is to acknowledge the truth on this. So React 19, you said that uh, you've had, you know, 14,000 people that are vaccine injured. Did I write that down correctly, Dr. Joel? Yeah, that's in our organization. Yeah. So we started this organization as a Wisconsin-based corporation in November. And uh, we have leaps. Uh, I mean, we have we grow every day and it's it's heartbreaking i talk to people every day newly diagnosed unfortunately i talk to a lot of parents of children uh you know i was just in albany new york at a uh a kind of a rally for medical freedom with the children's health defense and you know we had an eight-year-old and an 18 year old who uh are in a wheelchair so i mean the stories unfortunately don't end but again we want to try to turn a negative action into positive action you know our organization is really to try to give Hope, advocacy, and support to these people. So we're trying to not just tell our stories. We want to be acknowledged. I think acknowledgement is important, but we're really moving forward and run a really promote action. And we're we're developing our own provider networks, our own research networks. We're developing our own advocacy networks because these people really, you know, from a mental health standpoint, are abandoned. So there's advocates that we assign to people that are newly diagnosed. Uh, get into an advocacy group to kind of help them through the process. Um, and then the other thing we're doing is we're providing direct financial grants to people that are really the most desperately involved. And I mean, really, the ones that are financially, emotionally, and physically kind of abandoned. And we develop what's called a React Care Fund. And that's obviously funded just from donations only. Obviously, because of the current environment, we have zero corporate sponsorship. But we've been able to really you know, provide grants to, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars of grants, but that's through hard work and and our generous donors. Well, Dr. Joel, as I look at these stories, you as an orthopedic surgeon uh, who is no longer practicing at this time, I mean, that all of these people, their, their jobs, their livelihoods have been adversely affected significantly. Yeah, they're, they're really abandoned. And, you know, again, the CICP, which is the countermeasures uh, program that's supposed to pay out for vaccine injuries for ones that are under emergency authorization, uh, has not paid out one dollar to COVID vaccine inju- injured at this point. You know, it's been 18 months and they have thousands and thousands of applicants. And unfortunately, too, the, the vaccines uh, aren't covered by the traditional vaccine injury compensation program or the VICP. And that's because the the vaccine, the COVID vaccines, were under an emergency authorization. Therefore, they're exempt from the VICP. And the VICP is really, um, again, it's a pharma-funded insurance program where the pharma companies pay in uh, a small amount per vaccine, and that's supposed to pay out for vaccine injuries, and historically they do. But because the emergency authorization, we're not allowed to seek remedy through the VICP. Only the CICP, which, again, is very limited in what it pays and very difficult to get approved historically. I think they only approve six to eight percent of the candidates. They they basically say that you have to prove causality, which is very tough. I mean, I can say sure. I was totally healthy, but you know, six to seven days later, I started having you know problems, numbness, and tingling my legs. But they can easily say, hey, maybe it was just something else. But again, that's why I wanted all the testing to prove that there was nothing else. But Again, that's still the challenge for these people is there's no financial remedy. 
Oh, my gosh. Okay, well, let's go to break. I've got on the line with me Dr. Rachel Corbett and Dr. Joel Wozcog. And I think what we'll do, I'd like to bring uh, Angel Lopez in at the beginning of this next segment and then come back to you, uh, Dr. Joel and Dr. Uh, Rachel Corbett, and uh, hear from her and her story. But before we go to break, this important show comes to you. Our show comes to you because of great sponsors such as Roots Medical, that's R-O-O-T-S, rootsmedical.net, as well as all of you who support us, my other great sponsors. Uh, Kirsch Insurance Group is another great sponsor of the show. They are specialists in the Medicare arena. They work with many different carriers, so it's not just one, you know, one choice and there's it's not a choice if it's just one choice of a company to work with they work with many uh it doesn't cost you anything to have them on your side of the, ta- the table either so be sure and check out kirsch insurance group that's i-k-i-r-s-c-h.com i-k-i-r-s-c-h.com and we'll be right back with dr rachel corbett dr joel Wascog, and angel um, Lopez. Stay tuned. Medical freedom and personal choice are both sacred to comprehensive patient-first health care. At Roots Medical, our providers honor those rights diligently in every appointment. Located in the Denver Tech Center, Roots Medical is a functional primary care clinic with specialties in hormones, thyroid, gut health, detox, and COVID recovery. Establishing care with us is a text message away at 303-569-6794. For more information, visit rootsmedical.net. Roots Medical is a proud member of Colorado Healthcare providers for freedom. Inflation is rocking our boats, especially for individuals on fixed incomes. If you are 62 years or older, mortgage specialist with Polygon Financial Group, Lauren Levy, can help you navigate this inflation squeeze with a reverse mortgage. Additionally, if you are considering buying a new home, refinancing your existing home, or consolidating high interest debt, it's not too late to lock in an interest rate before interest rates increase again. Don't wait. Kim Munson recommends you call Lauren Levy today at 303-880-8881 for a no-cost consultation. That's Lauren Levy at 303-880-8881. All of Kim's sponsors are an inclusive partnership with Kim and are not affiliated with or in partnership with KLZ or Crawford Broadcasting. If you would like to support the work of the Kim Munson Show and grow your business, contact Kim at her website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Get to the range at Franktown Firearms and get your shooting skills back in shape. You consider yourself an experienced shooter, but you haven't been to the range in a while. Remember, defensive shooting skills are perishable. Firing a gun is not like riding a bike. Unless you practice regularly, don't count on your muscle memory to kick in when you need it. The team at Franktown Firearms believes the only difference between a beginner and an expert is practice. They want to give you the certainty that in a fight-or-flight scenario, you won't freeze. Imagine your frustration should you find yourself in the situation where you need to defend yourself or others, and you don't react the way you thought you would. Make sure you can count on your instincts. Sign up for a membership now. Mention KLZ Radio for a discount on your initiation fee. Walk-ins and non-members also welcome. Visit klzradio.com slash franktown now. Franktown Firearms, where friends are made. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. And you can email me at Kim at Kim Munson.com as well. Very important conversation uh, and got connected to this organization via uh, Dr. Rachel Corbett with Roots Medical. 
and um, they're doing great work at Roots Medical. So check that out, rootsmedical.net, and that's R-O-O-T-S. And we just have been talking with Dr. Joel Walscog, uh, who is co-chairman of this group called React 19, but wanted to talk with Angel Lopez so that she could tell her story regarding vaccine injury. Angel, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you, Kim. Glad to be here. So what is your story, Angel? So I am not injured, thank God. Um, I am a nurse practitioner who uh, I'm volunteering with REACT-19 as a provider network officer. Okay. Well, blessed news that you're not vaccine injured, but why are you involved with REACT-19 then? Um, because as a nurse practitioner working with a nephrology group, um, I live in New Jersey. Um, I have been seeing patients who are um, vaccine injured, and um, I see that the medical community has really just dismissed them in so many ways. And the patients are frustrated, and they're left without medical care. And um, so I connected with uh, Brianne Dresden and with Dr. Walscog. And, uh, you know, there are providers around the country who are willing to um, help out and do acknowledge vaccine injury as a a significant problem. And so I'm helping to set these providers up together. Dr. Rachel, uh, I reached out to her and she has been wonderful and supportive um, connecting with her uh, Roots Medical providers. And uh, we're just networking across the country uh, with different providers to provide care for vaccine injured. Uh, it, it is so important. I did not realize just how uh, how extensive this is. And ultimately, Angel, I think the truth comes out. It takes time. This narrative of, of just was pushing people into getting the vaccine. I was very concerned about it. It was like, why don't we just pump the brakes on those. Let's just wait a little bit and check this out. I'm very concerned, Angel Lopez, regarding, uh, I call them PBIs, politicians, bureaucrats, and interested parties, uh, pushing Mm -hmm. this vaccine on children five and up. What's your thoughts on that, Angel? Oh, I think it's absolutely atrocious. I mean, we know that um, COVID doesn't affect children the way that it affects, you know, adults with multiple comorbid conditions. And to push something on children like that that we don't know what the um, outlying results are going to be down the road. Um, we know that there have been multiple injuries with children with these shots. And um, it just it's it's frustrating and disheartening and sickening and and frightening. So I, I, I agree with you. And, and they have absolutely no business telling parents um, what their children should be subjected to, and it's disgusting. I agree. Okay. Well, uh, not holding back on your opinion on that, Angel. I appreciate that. No. What's the final thought you'd like to leave with our listeners, uh, Angel, before I go back over to Dr. Joel and Dr. Rachel? So I think the important, from my end, you know, we're looking for providers um, across the country, as I said, to provide care for these um, injured people. We have um, every two weeks, we have what I call a virtual round that we are connecting um, providers via Zoom to discuss different protocols, different medications, um, different treatment modalities um, to, to provide care for these folks. 
and really to provide mental health is is a huge part of the vaccine injured community. Uh, they've been they've been dismissed. They've been you know gaslit, and uh, we've had multiple suicides, unfortunately, within the patients within the organization. So um, you know just. I think the country needs to recognize that vaccine injury is a significant problem. Um, it's probably going to grow, and we just need to provide support for these folks. So it's not their fault, and especially with the mandates that people um, have been having to make a choice between a livelihood and and taking this thing, this shot, is, um, you know, and now they're injured and they're sick and, and, you know, the ramifications of which we really don't know. So I just, I thank you for your time and I thank you for um, the opportunity for Joel and myself to just get the word out about REACT 19. Well, thank you so much, Angel Lopez. And uh, Dr. Joel Walscog, um, this is rather remarkable what, as the truth is coming out on this, is there treatments for people that are vaccine injured, Dr. Joel? Oh, absolutely, there's treatments. Uh, unfortunately, uh, the mainstream healthcare community doesn't, first of all, acknowledge the injuries. So we need to under, you know, to overcome that challenge. But yeah, there are treatments out there. I mean, there are numerous treatment protocols. Uh, the FLCCC is a large uh, healthcare organization that just released their own specific protocol, which they're sharing publicly. So there are treatments, but unfortunately, if the everyday healthcare worker doesn't, isn't aware of the types of things they may see, uh, if they don't acknowledge it, they, they won't open their eyes, as I say, open their eyes and uncover their ears. So when these people present, they're often just dismissed. But yes, there is treatment out there for them. Okay. Let's, uh, Dr. Rachel Corbett with Roots Medical. What, uh, I know that you are a director for the Colorado Healthcare Providers for Freedom, correct, Dr. Rachel? Yes, that's correct. Okay. So explain that uh, just a bit. I'd like to have you give you a, about a minute and a half for wrap up, and then we'll go back over to Dr. Joel for wrap up. Um, so how would you like to wrap your portion of this up, yeah. Dr. Rachel? So we, um, we are still, um, with Colorado Healthcare Providers for Freedom, there are still healthcare providers that are joining our group. We're close to, we're probably over 200 now. Um, these yeah. are providers that originally started off as um, treating with uh, for COVID, heavily networked with pharmacies that we trust and doing early treatment. We have COVID kits that get out to patients um, the same day by a courier system. We also have early treatment that we get to patients as soon as we possibly can with these amazing pharmacists that will work with us. And then we, as and the reason that we, um, Angel, you know, when you're on the path and you're doing the right thing, things come to you. And we started seeing the vaccine injuries and Angel co- contacted me about REACT-19 and it was like a godsend. I mean, we it came at exactly the right point that we needed. And to listen to their meetings and their grand rounds and understand what the treatment options are um, have been, you know, it, just perfect timing for us. And so we are doing vaccine injury treatments. 
we are following the FLCCC and also the protocols that REACT-19 suggests. We're also doing more mitochondrial healing as well and doing more of the detox because we've talked about this before. The terrain is really what we need to get healthy. Um, and so we still also, Colorado Healthcare Providers for Freedom are also still working on the political side with the Stand for Health Freedom group as well. So we have two different lanes, the medical and the political, and um, we're just trying to get the word out. And, and starting the new campaign, we believe you. We believe these people that have injuries and need help, and we want to be there to help and connect them to the right people, the right providers, and groups like REACT-19. Well, Dr. Rachel Corbett, thank you so much. And Dr. Joel Walscog, uh, we've got about a minute. How would you like to wrap this up, the message to our listeners? Well, I love what Dr. Rachel said. First of all, we all want to work collaboratively to help these vaccine-injured people. So what I would say is, you know, all, to all the vaccine-injured people out there or the people that think they could be vaccine-injured, we hear you, we believe you, we are you. Please, I mean, reach out to someone like Roots Medical, reach out to REACT-19. You can go on www.react19.org. We have tons of resources for patients. I think we have a growing resource for providers also. We are all in and trying to collaborate to try to help treat these people who are truly abandoned. For those out there that are financially able, please consider donating. We, again, our organization, particularly our CARE Fund, which is a a financial grant program to the most desperate uh, is only funded from uh, our website. So if people could re- uh, donate through our pla- our website platform, we'd appreciate that too. And that's react19.org. Thank you, Dr. Rachel, and thank you, Dr. Joel. We're out of time. Our quote for the end of the day is, um, it says is this, it's happiness is not a station that you arrive at, but a manner of traveling. And that quote is by... I, Let's see, Margaret Lee runs by. So my friends today, be grateful, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well, live honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals, and like Superman, stand for truth, justice, and the American way. My friends, you are not alone. God bless you, and God bless America. It's the Kim Munson Show, analyzing the most important story. That seems to me like government is establishing a religion. The latest in politics and world affairs. If you give people rights, women's rights, gay rights, whatever, there can't be equal rights if there's special rights. Today's current opinions and ideas. Surveys show that, that people still really prefer freedom versus force. Is it freedom or is it force? Let's have a conversation. Indeed. Let's have a conversation and welcome to the Kim Munson Show, Hour 2. Another important hour for you. We'll be talking with Sue Moore with the Republican Liberty uh, Caucus of Colorado uh, regarding their scorecard on legislators' legislation in this 2022 Colorado legislative session. And my friends, we have realized that uh, even though people say, I don't want to get into politics, politics is into us. In hour one, we talked with uh, Dr. Joel Walscog, Dr. Rachel Corbett, and Angel Lopez regarding vaccine injury. And when we've got PBIs, these politicians, bureaucrats, and interested parties, those interested parties is big pharma regarding these vaccines. My gosh, if you can get government to come in and coerce 
and and it's almost mandates, but through coercion, say, hey, if uh, people can't work unless they get this jab, and they're the ones that created the jab, and they're getting paid for it. That's an interest of party who's using politicians and bureaucrats to push forward that agenda. And that's why when we talk about this show, we look at freedom versus force, force versus freedom. And socialism is a bad idea. Socialism, of course, is the gateway drug to communism. And socialism is a bad idea. That it is, um, it ultimately has to come down to force. But socialism uh, is what is used. Uh, it's not about free money, but it's the free money is the carrot to get you to vote for socialism. So when you look at the fact that Jared Polis is couching our taxpayers' Bill of Rights refunds, our Tabor refunds, sending them out right before election time. He's trying to buy votes because the socialist ideas of this Democrat-run legislature here in Colorado and um, in the governor's office are such bad ideas that they have to try to buy votes because the ideas can't stand uh, stand up to the muster. So, hey, producer Steve, I jumped right into everything without doing all my, my normal greetings. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little hot thinking, about this vaccine injury thing. Yeah, okay, and I'm hot about uh, Uncle Benevolence there uh, thinking he's going to buy votes by giving us back some of our own money. Hey, it's Terrific Tuesday, the 31st of May, so May is shot, and in another four weeks and two days, this year will be half over. It is hard to believe, and so at that time, uh, having your Christmas lights up, Steve, will mean you're early, instead of thinking you have to get them down. (laughs) You're on to me. (laughs) So, yes, uh, so uh, I want to say, hey, welcome to the show. um, I so appreciate each and every one of you. You're each treasured, valued. We were made for this moment, and you are treasured, valued. You have purpose today. Strive for excellence. Take care of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your body. My friends, we were made for this moment, and uh, this moment is here. And the team I get to work with, producer Steve, Zach, Patty, Keith, Charlie, Jen, Echo, people here at Crawford Broadcasting, you talk about a group of courageous individuals who work hard uh, to bring forth this truth and clarity. It's, it's pretty amazing, producer Steve. We're a great group, and I love the way we work together. And, uh, you know, every time we have, you know, things, we have our routine, but always things sometimes hop out of routine, and yet we're still able to cover the bases. It, it is. It's an amazing team. I mean, it's just an amazing team. And uh, we search for truth and clarity. We work really hard to search for truth and clarity on these issues. And we look at this. The lens we use is freedom versus force, force versus freedom. And my friends, it is never compassionate. And that's the thing that the socialist collectivist try to use is compassion or saving the earth or something like that. It's never compassionate to take other people's rights, their property, their freedom, or their livelihood via force. And that force can be weapon, but my gosh, policy, unpredictable and excessive taxation, fear, coercion, government-induced inflation, and the globalist elite's agenda, which is an assault on everyday people. Particularly, they're trying to take out the middle class here in America. And producer Steve, we talked about it in hour one and also on our pre-call. We look at this administration, and it's at the local, county, state, and federal issue, the national level. 
where there are people that are in office that instead of realizing they're representatives of the people, that they have an agenda. And uh, I think you saw a meme, what, what was it, about incompetence or something, Steve? Uh, the, the meme asked the question, have we ever seen a more, uh, more of a failure in the White House? And it hit me within a couple of seconds. It's like, well, wait a minute. Who's to say that's a failure? If this is what he wants to happen, then he's quite the success. Well, and so we go back to the Davos group who met, I think it was last week, yes. in Switzerland. And I actually heard some of the sound bites. And the sound bites, this is from these people's mouths uh, about what they want to accomplish. And as people have shed light on th these potential agendas, uh, people have said, oh, you're crazy. That's a conspiracy theory. But it's not so much. In fact, I heard the Pfizer um, CEO a soundbite with him basically saying that they could, you know, inject little things into people's bodies uh, that I think they can, you know, affect what's happening in their bodies, which is, if you would have said that two years ago, people would have said, oh, you're crazy. Right, Steve? <laughs> yes. Well, actually. <laughs> How much is going on today uh, falls into that category. I heard, uh, well, the, the quote coming from Klaus Schwab, or I pronounce it slob, uh, mm -hmm. basically saying that we need to, and he's talking about him and the rest of his gang, we need to reinvent or redefine free speech. Mm -hmm. Think of that one. So that's, so, so we're going to have a really interesting guest on now. I can't remember which day of the week it is. That's why people need to check out our website and sign up for our weekly newsletter. So that way they'll know which day it is. But um, we are going to have a, a UCLA professor who is an expert in freedom of speech and uh, talk about that, uh, that particular issue. And uh, so that'll be super important. That's later this week. Okay. Uh, let's see where... Oh, let's see. Did I quote of the I, day? Here I got my quote of the day. We'll go to that. And that is I was thinking about children. And I found this quote by Margaret Lee Runbeck. She was born in 1905, died in 1956. She was the author of 16 books. But apparently she has a lot of different quotes and you can find her uh, by doing different web searches. But there's very little biographical information about her, according to this source that I found. Uh, but she did record this, I believe, piece for Edward Ard Murrow's radio show and describing her trip to India in the 1950s to teach literacy by writing small novels for those who had just learned to read. And for those of you that uh, are just tuning in, I talked about this in the first hour. Uh, and we had pre-recorded or done encore presentations last Thursday, Friday, and Monday. And hopefully you really enjoyed all those. But I went to the Capitol Club luncheon on Thursday, last Thursday, and the two Republican Senate candidates presented. And uh, I come back convinced we must support these grassroots candidates uh, throughout Colorado because it has been the Democrat-like candidates that have gotten us into the mess that we're in in Colorado. Colorado is broken, but we can fix it. Uh, but it was uh, Ron Hanks and Joe O'Day uh, both spoke. And Joe O'Day, who is being supported by the um, operatives, the Republican operatives, that they just make a lot of money off of campaigns. Uh, I was shocked to hear him say that he would have voted to co basically codify Roe v. Wade at the national level. 
And so first of all, abortion is, is becoming, I think it really is our slavery issue. Are we going to continue to abort children? We've, uh, the numbers are astounding, Steve, 65 million since Roe v. Wade. And we look at Stalin, who in his reign of terror, uh, they, estimates are around 60 million people were killed. And here we have just lived our daily lives and let this happen. And um, as we've had new scientific uh, breakthroughs on things, one of those is the uh, sonogram. We've realized that the baby does feel pain and that it is not just a piece of tissue. And so this is our issue. So first of all, but we'll, we'll move the abortion issue off to the side. The fact that he would vote to override the 10th Amendment and states' rights, I about fell off my chair, Steve. Well, in the first hour, you said when he made that statement, there were gasps around the room and silence. Yes, it was it was rather remarkable because the founders, the reason the 10th Amendment is there and the 10th Amendment says that the powers that are not given to the federal government are, are actually should be reside with the, sta- the states and the individuals. And so when we would be electing Republicans that want to make government bigger and bigger and take more and more control, you know, and here in Colorado, if your choice is a Democrat or Democrat-like, people are just going to vote for the Democrat. That's why we have to support these grassroots candidates of Ron Hanks for U.S. Senate, Greg Lopez for governor, and Tina Peters for Colorado Secretary of State. Now, with all of the crazy election stuff that's happened here in Colorado, uh, it's going to take work on each and every one of us, our parts, to make these people to get these people across the finish line. Uh, so let's see. Uh, did I, I? I actually digressed. I didn't give the quote of the day yet. Did I? Yes, you I did. I don't think I did. Oh, did I? Well, okay. Well, actually, you were leading up to it, and then you went off. Uh, not a rabbit trail. <laughs> I'm not going to say that. But in, okay. in terms of the significance of the quote, you got into that. So okay, that's br- why. Bring it to okay. us. Okay, Margaret Lee Runbeck said, once you've loved a child, you love all children. You give away your love to one, and you find that by giving, you have made yourself an inexhaustible treasury. My friends, our children are under attack, not only from this abortion issue, but in these government-run schools. Instead of teaching them how to read and write and do arithmetic and critical um, critical thinking, not critical race theory, critical thinking, um, science, civics, all of these things. Uh, instead of using those precious hours in the school day to teach them that, our kids are being divided by critical race theory or whatever iteration it, it, it is, as well as sexualizing them with the LGBTQ Planned Parenthood agenda. And we realize now just what is happening. Our children are under attack, and we must stand for our children. We must stay, uh, make sure that we are passing something good on to the next generation. This is our moment. We have to step into this time in history. We're going to go to break. When we come back, we'll be talking with Sue Moore. And the Republican Liberty Caucus of Colorado is doing important work on report cards to help you understand how these different legislators have voted. So you won't want to miss this. We'll be right back. Three Points Financial is a fiduciary financial planning company focused on helping individuals and families. Mary Alpers and Steve Cruz at Three Points Financial specialize in investment strategies, tax planning and preparation, and retirement planning with no product sales or commissions. Tax laws have changed and will continue to change. Inflation is real. 
Three Points Financial helps you maneuver through these changes to achieve your financial success. For clarity and a solid, relevant financial and investment plan while working with a company that puts your interests at the forefront, schedule a no-obligation initial consultation at threepointsfinancial.com. That's threepointsfinancial.com. Inflation is out of control. Increasing prices at the gas pump and grocery stores are hurting everyday people. All these challenges we face are preventable. Individuals must understand what is going on. That's why Kim Munson is bringing truth and clarity to the issues facing our families, our communities, our state, and our country. Now, more than ever, it's important to support Kim's independent voice. Kim has the courage to research and inform you about the real issues. It's not easy, and Kim can use your help. Go to KimMunson.com to contribute. Again, help Kim by contributing at Kim Munson. That's M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. And you can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. And uh, thank you for joining us. You're all treasured and valued. We have purpose today. We have to strive for excellence and step into our time in history. And a woman that is doing that is uh, Sue Moore. She has been working tirelessly regarding the um, Colorado Republican uh, Liberty Caucus of Colorado. Uh, Sue Moore, welcome to the show. Thank you, Tim. I'm glad to be here. You guys have done a lot of work. You're all volunteer, aren't you? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, we have several volunteers give a lot of time and spend a lot of energy reading bills as they're winding their way through the legislature. So we're very, very busy from January until May. But yes, it's an all volunteer organization. And uh, I am looking at, let's see, the it's RLCC. Uh, I've got the Liberty Scorecard here. I thought I had the uh, actual right. website. You know, what let me is help that? You out with that, Tim. We've actually reorganized for a variety of reasons, mostly administrative, but we're no longer the Republican Liberty Caucus. We just call ourselves Colorado Liberty Republicans, and we are a 501c4. And uh, but the, the scorecard, the Liberty Scorecard, remains exactly the same. We've been running the same scorecard for the last four years. Okay, and so people don't, can don't, find don't that. yourself with the name. It's the, but the, the Liberty Scorecard remains the same. It's just a reorganizational kind of thing, so we could do different things. Okay, great. And that website is libertyscorecardco.us. Correct. Absolutely. Okay. Now I'm looking at this, and first of all, it's super easy to uh, uh, understand this because you have the representative, you've got their party. And you've got their picture. And, you know, and all these people look like they really care. Um, but uh, uh, when we look at uh, these low scores, what that means is, is that they are these people are voting for bigger and bigger government, which means that's a smaller and smaller individual. And so even if they have a nice, friendly picture here, it's not been very friendly for everyday, hardworking people here in Colorado, Sue. Um, you know, I'd have to agree with that statement. You know, we have a few really, really great legislators down there, and we have some, some pretty good ones. But sadly, there are a lot of Republicans that can't get a passing grade, and that's, that's pretty disappointing to us. You know, and our standards are quite high, Kim. We, you know, we, we rate each bill either support or oppose. 
opposed based on liberty principles like free markets, personal rights, um, property rights, equal protection, limited government, fiscal responsibility, those kinds of things. So as we're reading a bill, we're applying those principles. And then every at least once a week, we have a conference call. We have a very robust discussion of each bill, you know, which which uh, principles are either supported or violated. And then we come up with a support or an opposed rating on that bill. And then we compare our positions with those of each legislator. And basically, the rest of it's just math. It's a giant spreadsheet, and the numbers get spit out, and these are the, the results. So, so yeah, we have a few real rock stars down there, but sadly, we have several who, who, who Republicans even who don't get a passing grade. Well, and what do you consider a passing grade? When I was in school, uh, a passing grade, a D, D was, um, let's see, it was 60 to 70, I think. And if anything below 60 was an F, I think. So is, is that kind of what you were using for passing grades? Yeah, exactly. We, we don't grade on a curve. Uh, so 90 to 100 is an A, 80 to 90 is a B, and et cetera. So, you know, we, fortunately for us, for, for us taxpayers and citizens of Colorado, we had four A's this year and a couple of B's, uh, you know, a handful of C's, several D's, um, but, again, you know, a lot of F's. And none of the Democrats got, could even sniff a passing grade, so they were all pretty pretty dismal. But, um but our, our, our top score getter this year was Patrick Neville, and I think this is the third time he's won top score, the three out of the four years that we've run the scorecard. And then we also have Shane Sandridge, Dave Williams, and Stephanie Luck, who got A's on our scorecard. So we, we really want to recognize them, celebrate them, um, and, you know, pat them on the back. Thank you for their, their hard work. Kim Ransom and Kevin Van Winkle were the two B's, and they, they've done an excellent job as well. Um, you mentioned Ron Hanks. Uh, he was he was actually a C this year on a scorecard. He was a B last year. But again, you know our standards are super high. So you know a C is a pretty darn good grade. So um, we want to recognize that the high the high score on the Senate side was Senator Paul Lundeen with a 76. So you know the, the House side seems to be they fight a little harder. They're a little scrappier, it would appear, uh, than the Senate side. But um, you know, what, like I said, it's, we, we rate the, the, the bills, we throw out the, our supporter opposed, and then we run the numbers, and we kind of let the chips fall where they may. But um, that's kind of how it shook out this year, um, and we, we always hope to see better the following year. Well, I tell you, it's really easy to read, and I'm going through this, and interestingly enough, Lauren Boebert has a primary challenger, and I'm looking at his score, and uh, it is, uh, he's a Republican, and his score is 38. Um, that's pretty dismal. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I can't disagree with you there. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's all I can say about that. We try and use more carrots than stick. Again, we, 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 we put this out. It's, it's objective. Our methodology is all, all on our website. The principles that we apply are on the website. The questions that we ask. You know, when we're reviewing these bills, everything's on the website. So, you know, I guess my challenge would be to these, these folks who don't get a good grade, do you not believe in, in uh, free markets? Do you not believe in limited government? What do you think about fiscal responsibility? What's your opinion on individual rights? And challenge them to ask, you know, if you're at a, at a town hall or something, ask them, you know, what that means to them. What, what does that look like? And then ask them perhaps why, why they, you know, they don't appear to vote uh, accordingly. So 
So that would, that would be my challenge for anyone who, who meets up with some of these people who are running for higher office. I I think that's a a really great way to address that. What we're going to see now with this uh, open primary here in Colorado and the next week will be the, uh, I think it's the sixth, that primary ballots will go out in the mail. And it's crazyville because unaffiliateds will all receive two ballots, a Democrat and a Republican and they can only vote one ballot. They can choose. And we actually had a news report, and also uh, Charles Heatherly has a op-ed on our website where there are those in Lauren Boebert's district, Democrats, that are actively changing their registration so that they can get a Republican ballot to vote for um, a challenger. Uh, to, to try to knock her out in the primary. And we, we really need to bring common sense back to our primaries here. And, and the open primary was voted on, I think, in 2016. It passed by a very narrow margin by the voters. Uh, but the, uh, the effects of it, are, I think, are going to be significant. Sue, have you thought at all about this open primary? Yeah, yeah, we, we have actually, and we discussed that. And I did read Charles's piece, and I think it was it was spot on. Um, you know, we we thought that was a very bad move in 2016. We, as, as an organization, uh, well, actually, I was working with the Denver Republican Party at that time, so I had to be neutral. But since then, the uh, Colorado Liberty Republicans has discussed that, and we actually put out a. Uh, a news release saying that we supported the opt-out movement, people who would file a lawsuit and fight to get us out of that open primary. We think that's very, very damaging to the party, and we do think there there will be shenanigans in some of these races, and I think that's that's pathetic. And I think I wish that the, the state party would uh, come up with a backbone to say, yeah, we think that we ought to be able to be, be part of that lawsuit that would get us out of that open primary, because I... I we and myself included think that that was a very bad, very bad move. And as an organization, we took a position on that, which we don't usually do. But we thought that was important enough that we should that we should put that out there. So yeah, mm-hmm. we're totally in alignment with with that idea that we need to get get us out of that open primary. And that open primary, uh, now I can't remember what the proposition number was. And I think I think that was when I was just far, start excuse me just starting to do. Um, voters guides on it but i looked at it and i if i didn't do a voters guide on that i um remember i was a no on that because it just didn't make sense to me that we would have unaffiliated voting in either the democrat or republican primaries but the other thing that was so interesting about that proposition was it it said that unaffiliated would re- uh, receive both ballots. But what about libertarians or people that were registered for other parties? It totally left them out. And so it was very, I think, very poorly written. But as you mentioned, there is a lawsuit that um, I, I think that members of the, the Republican State Central Committee uh, that brought forward a lawsuit uh, to bring common sense back to this, to have Republicans vote in Republican primaries, Democrats in Democrat pro- primaries. And I'd had uh, Professor John Eastman on that said, this is a great opportunity for Republicans to recruit unaffiliateds into the Republican Party. We're seeing what's so interesting, Sue, is the Republican Party has become the party of everyday hardworking people. 
And the Democrat Party is the party of the elites, although we see the Republican elites are siding with the Democrat elites uh, supporting an open primary so that I think that they are hoping then that they will knock out the conservative candidate. And that's just a strategy I've been thinking of. Any thoughts on that, Sue Moore? Yeah, it's not something I've spent a lot of time on for a while, but no, I, I totally agree with you. I think, you know, as a Republican, why why do I only receive one ballot? But if you're registered unaffiliated, you get two ballots, and then you get to decide and you can. So I, I just I think it's ripe for <laughs> manipulation. I just don't think it's a good idea. And um, yeah, and I, I hopefully the grassroots can rise up and get this taken care of one way or another. I know that there's some movements to uh, to organize to do that. I, I'm not totally up to speed on that, but um, yeah, I thought it was a bad idea at the time. I was a I was the uh, Denver County Chair for the Republican Party. I was also a member of that state central, or excuse me, the executive committee. Um, and I I argued with with uh, Steve House, who was the uh, state chairman at the time. I said. He said, well, you know, I think this is a good idea. This is, you know, the best thing we can do for the party. And I said, I totally disagree. And he said, you know, we're anyway, I, I don't want to get too much into the weeds, but but I opposed it then and I still oppose it. And I think that, that we really need to fight this. And uh, I think it'll be the death of the party if we don't. Oh, on that note, let's go be- go to break. I'm talking with Sue Moore regarding the Liberty Scorecard of the uh, legislators here in Colorado for the 2022 um, legislative session. It is so easy to read, and uh, her and her volunteers have gone through hours and hours to uh, come up with this information. So we're going to go to break. The next segment, we'll continue our conversation with Sue Moore. And then the last segment is our call-ins. And I hear more and more people love hearing what you have to say. I want to hear what you have to say. And that number is 303-477-5600, 303-477-5600. We'll be right back with Sue Moore. Inflation is rocking our boats, especially for individuals on fixed incomes. If you are 62 years or older, mortgage specialist with Polygon Financial Group, Lauren Levy, can help you navigate this inflation squeeze with a reverse mortgage. Additionally, if you are considering buying a new home, refinancing your existing home, or consolidating high interest debt, it's not too late to lock in an interest rate before interest rates increase again. Don't wait. Kim Munson recommends you call Lauren Levy today at 303-880-8881 for a no-cost consultation. That's Lauren Levy at 303-880-8881. All of Kim's sponsors are an inclusive partnership with Kim and are not affiliated with or in partnership with KLZ or Crawford Broadcasting. If you would like to support the work of the Kim Munson Show and grow your business, contact Kim at her website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there, and you can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. And um, talking with Sue Moore regarding the Liberty Scorecard CO.us, and they have given rankings or are given scores uh, regarding all of the legislators, both the senators and representatives. It's easy to read, and I know a tremendous amount of work has gone into this. Uh, first of all, congratulations, Sue Moore, to you and your team for what you've uh, put together here. Well, thank you, Kim. We appreciate it. And, uh, you know, it really is a labor of love. We've got – I want to recognize the people who put in most of the work. 
Uh, Tim Neville is a former state senator, and he's, he's just a wealth of knowledge. He's not on every week weekly conference call, but he's on the bulk of them, and he gives us some pointers as to where to look for, um, you know, what, what's motivating a certain bill. So he's been great. Carl Honiger is our vice chair. He's up in Broomfield County. He's been involved for a long time. Steve Dorman in Jefferson County, he's a kind of a longtime political activist. And Victoria Partridge uh, is kind of new to the scorecard committee, but she's just done a great job. She's a uh, flight attendant for a major airline. And then we have a couple of floaters, uh, J.J. Hendricks, um, Kelly Hegarty from La Plata County, and then people who just kind of plug in and out when they see some bills that interest them and they want to have a, an opinion, they want to voice an opinion or they might have some background, they join our conference calls as well. So I really, really do appreciate there's a lot of work that goes in and a lot of people doing it. It's not just me, but um, so I, I do want to recognize those folks. They work very hard. Well, Sue Moore, uh, I think that Colorado is at the tip of the spear in, first of all, a lot of this crazy legislation that is being uh, proposed. And I think that many times it's proposed here in Colorado, and then they see what happens, and then they try to export it. Every time I've heard the term regarding a piece of legislation that this is the first that's been done in the country, I I shake in my boots. It's danger, danger. And that's why it is so important for us to be informed. And you're doing a great job with that. And then we need to act on this information as well on these elections. These elections are so important. And uh, we were talking about the open primary. And the lawsuit is... I, I would say kind of in a stalemate because uh, Christy Burton Brown, who is the state chair, needs to sign on to the lawsuit, according to a recent judge's ruling. Uh, they said that um, the group that brought this didn't I think they didn't have standing. And so we need to have the state chair get in on this lawsuit so that it can continue. I was hoping that it would have um, already been resolved for this particular election cycle doesn't look like that's going to happen. But the other thing is, is they did uh, vote to give some funding to this from the state uh, party as well. And my understanding is not a dollar has been donated, or, or maybe donated is not the right word, but uh, not a dollar has gone to support this lawsuit from the state chair. And this is one of the most important questions in Colorado right now, Sue Moore. Uh, yeah, I couldn't agree more. I don't. I really don't know exactly where that stands with the state party. I'm not really privy to that anymore. I don't have my ear to the ground uh, with that organization anymore. But um, no, I think it. I think it's very important. And I think if they come out with that statement, they need to back it up with some funds or at least some, you know, some PR statements, something to uh, say that they really do believe in that. So, you know, I think it'll be telling the next election cycle, the next uh, party election cycle, what happens with that. Um, but I, you know, at this point, I can't predict. But, you know, okay. I think we, we just keep it front and center and uh, make sure people are aware of what it's doing. I mean, we're losing members. We're hemorrhaging members of the Republican Party in Colorado. So if they thought that that might actually help us gain members, um, it's, it's just not playing out that way. And I think it is because the people are looking to Republicans that are elected to stand on these Republican principles of limited government and that every person is equal before God with these rights from God of life, liberty and pursuit of happiness. And people get get into these um, elected offices 
and they think that they are lawmakers or that they better know how to, to use that they can use government policy to uh, I, social engineer communities that's not why america has uh, thrived and prospered and people have flourished the reason that people flourish is because of freedom and limited government and there's no other country in the world that offers that and this flooding at the border of people coming in without vetting and without assimilating them is um, it's pretty unconscionable. And I think the Democrat Party, which has been taken over by radical activists, when I say Democrat Party, this is not the Democrat Party of JFK. And I, I got to think moderate Democrats and unaffiliated and libertarians and Republicans and conservatives realize that our country is at great risk. And we need to be electing people that will be representatives of the pe- uh, people and protect these rights of life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness, Sue. No, I totally agree. I totally agree. And, I, you know, I, I do see some glimmer of hope over the, since the last four years that we've been running this scorecard. And just to mention, it goes back to 2011 when uh, Rich Bratton and the Principles of Liberty started this scorecard. So it's been around for a long time. My organization picked it up in 2019, and we the methodology has not changed. But, but what I wanted to say is, you know, I do see some hope. Uh, each year we, we get more and more feedback or questions or some. a lot of these legislators will reach out to us and ask us, you know, why are you opposing this bill? What if we added this amendment um, you know, what would make this a better bill? And so, you know, we get the, we get that on a weekly basis. Somebody will reach out and say, you know, look, take another look at this bill, and why don't you think this is such a good bill? The Republican Senate Committee, I can't remember the, the exact name of it, they actually presented us with their 44 bills, their commitment to Colorado bills, and they asked us to go through them, which we did, and we picked them apart, and then we sent them the results. And they're like, oh, um, yeah, okay, and then just kind of went and did what they were going to do. But, but my point is that we are starting to get some conversations going, and I, so I think they're they're interested, they're liberty curious, perhaps, or maybe they're just, you know, or maybe we're just gaining more traction, and they're starting to realize that their constituents are looking at the scorecard and judging them and asking them the tougher questions. So I think there's a feedback loop now that there didn't used to be. That's, that gives me some hope that, that maybe we're encouraging them to take more principled stands when they, when they go to cast a vote. So that, that's good news. Oh, that is really good news. And, and I am encouraged. Uh, Producer Steve and I talk about it all the time. I talk it with, about it with the team. Is I think people really are waking up. And uh, with what we see with uh, Jared Polis, uh, first of all, this um, couching our Tabor refunds as he's giving everybody money uh, certainly looks like vote, uh, vote buying. He's going to put a whole bunch of his own money into this race, as well as the um, I think it's the Democrat governor's group is putting in several million dollars. If he didn't think he was vulnerable, I don't think he would be doing all of this. And that's why these grassroots candidates are really making a, a difference. I hear people say, oh, it doesn't really matter if I vote. They, they feel that the thing is rigged. But it is very important that people vote. And I highly encourage them to vote for these grassroots candidates that will be representatives for you, of you, instead of going down there with a particular agenda. Uh, but what's your thoughts about people and voting, Sue Moore? Oh, absolutely. I mean, if we don't vote, we don't get a say and we can't influence anything. So sitting back and doing nothing and wringing your hands does absolutely nothing. So, 
Yeah, it's very important that we get out, especially if you, you know, do your research, do your homework. You know, don't wait for to watch the television commercials because you learn nothing from those. And don't wait for a flyer to come in the mail because you learn nothing. So do your research. Use this scorecard. It's libertyscorecardco.us. Use this as a resource and start asking these people some serious questions and let them know that you're paying attention. And there's some national scorecards. Club for Growth has one on the uh, for the for the federal level. Um, perhaps Americans for Prosperity. I don't know, but you know, do your homework, uh, be informed, and you know, have conversations with your neighbors and make sure that that um, you know that you're you're casting the right vote and it's not just a an impulse or an emotional vote. You know, make sure it it means something. Right. And I think a way that grassroots could really use this, because we realize that there's going to be big money coming in on um, on these um, kind of milk toast Republicans, as well as big money coming in for Democrats. And that'll be both going into campaigns and also dark money. And so from a grassroots standpoint, uh, what I would recommend is to send the, this link to your sphere of influence and say, I am recommending these grassroots candidates and give their names. Uh, and that would be Greg Lopez for governor, Ron Hanks for U.S. Senate, Tina Peters for Colorado Secretary of State. And say, I am, rec- I, you know, I'm supporting these people because um, Colorado is at the tip of the spear. We need to reclaim this great Colorado that we all moved to and then include this link so that people can do their own research on how these legislators voted. And I think that could be a really uh, important thing to do. So uh, not not asking you to give an endorsement of those that I just mentioned, but to use this Liberty Scorecard and not just send it and say, hey, take a look at this, but give a little synopsis of why people think it's important. Your final thought on this, uh, Sue Moore. Yeah, again, there's a wealth of information. We, we rated 444 bills. We've got about 450 uh, data points for each of these legislators. So they can say one thing that, that we can show that perhaps they voted different ways. So use this as a resource. Use it as a conversation starter, like you mentioned, libertyscorecardco.us, and be sure and subscribe. Uh, to our, we do like a little weekly uh, kind of update on what bills are coming up. But yeah, use it as a resource. Use it as a as a conversation starter, and uh, you know, educate your friends, educate yourself, and and vote accordingly. And the time is now because the uh, primary ballots are going to be uh, mailed. The first day they can be mailed is June 6th. So the time is now. The next four weeks are so important for Colorado. Sue Moore, thank you to you and your team for what you have done here. And that is libertyscorecardco.us. Thank you so much for joining us. All right. Thank you very much, Kim. Okay, and we're going to go to break uh, be, before, and so I'm. I want to hear from you. Uh, phone number is three zero three four seven seven fifty six hundred, three zero three four seven seven fifty six hundred. I want to hear what's on your radar. Uh, but before we do that, though, I want to mention this uh, nonprofit that I am supporting, and that is the USMC Memorial Foundation dot org. And Paula Sarles and her team is raising money to remodel the Marine Memorial. I was out there yesterday for their ceremony. It was absolutely fabulous. Uh, but it's time. It was dedicated in 1977, so it's time for a remodel. And you can support them by donating at usmcmemorialfoundation.org or buying a brick to honor um, your 
loved one, your family members, your friend who has served our country. And again, that is USMCMemorialFoundation.org. We will be right back. It's call-ins. I want to hear from you. 303-477-5600. 303-477-5600. The Metro home ownership real estate market is very tight right now. That's why Kim Munson recommends you have seasoned REMAX realtor Karen Levine on your side of the table. Karen Levine will help you navigate through the many details of your home buying experience so that you can successfully pursue your American dream. Because Karen Levine cares about property rights for each individual, she volunteers hundreds of hours to represent home ownership opportunities at the local, county, state, and national levels. If you are considering buying or selling your home, call Karen Levine today at 303-877-7516. Again, that's 303-877-7516. Medical freedom, patient choice, and informed consent are all staples of comprehensive health care. You'll find exactly that at Roots Medical, located in the Denver Tech Center, offering specialties in hormones, thyroid, gut health, detox, and COVID recovery. Functional, comprehensive, primary health care. Roots Medical, getting to the root of your health care concerns. For more information, visit rootsmedical.net. Roots Medical is a proud member of Colorado Healthcare Providers for Freedom. You'd like to get in touch with one of the sponsors of The Kim Monson Show, but you can't remember their phone contact or website information. Find a full list of advertising partners on Kim's website, kimmunson.com. That's Kim, M-O-N-S-O-N, Buying a gun alone doesn't make you safe. Recently, the team at Franktown Firearms has been working with a lot of beginners who just want to feel safe. Widows living alone who need to protect themselves. People with arthritis in their hands who may struggle to load or rack a handgun, depending on the model. Anyone can learn defensive shooting skills, and buying a gun is a great first step. But you need to know how to use it confidently. The team at Franktown Firearms encourages everyone to try out different guns on the range before purchasing. Right now, mention KLZ to receive a free hour on the range when you purchase a new firearm. Once you've purchased your firearm, the team at Franktown advises you to sign up for one of their basic training courses or one-on-one instruction so you can become completely comfortable with that particular gun. Free gun rentals are included with private training lessons. Visit klzradio.com slash franktown now. Franktown Firearms, where friends are made. Welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. You can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com, and thank you to all of you who support us. I want to hear from you, 303-477-5600, 303-477-5600. Johnny J., who is running for Colorado uh, State House num- uh, number 5, is on the line. Johnny J., are you back in the country? Because I think you were traveling abroad, yes? Yes, I'll be back uh, tomorrow. Uh, I'll be traveling into the future because we're, we're 10 hours ahead here in Estonia. So I'll be traveling into the future back tomorrow. <laughs> okay, Godspeed um, on your what travels. I'm, what's what's on your th- on your radar? I watched that uh, 2,000 mules twice, and for the people out there, is that well, what, what can I do? You know, um, I guess go around if you're going to have these boxes, and 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 make sure you see like a light on the on the camera or whatever is is monitoring the the, the boxes and if, if there's no monitors on the boxes um 
make it known and make it known loudly that you know that this box is not being watched and why isn't it being watched by a camera? Uh, it's just like doing little things. Um, and now I, I have access to like a, a lot of phone numbers that I, I've been texting. Uh, I just test, tested like 500 people while I was here. Now I've got um, access to even more numbers. So um, in my case, nobody's running against me as far as like a Republican. I'm just running against a Democrat. So I am going to contact um, unaffiliates and others and Republicans to put my put my name out there. But um, I, I do feel for the ones who uh, may have those, uh, I don't want to be, well, pretending to be Republican, getting both ballots and, and, and playing this, this game. Um, it, it makes you a little bit nervous, but if we, if we vote enough so much, it's going to make it even harder for them to put together these ballots to, to cheat. So well, we just have to keep pushing forward. We do. And it's important the grassroots uh, get busy and support these candidates. Johnny's website is Johnny J. So it's J-O-H-N-N-I-E-J. Then everything else is spelled out for Colorado House District, then the number five dot com. That's Johnny J for Colorado House District five dot com. We cannot sit on the sidelines. We must become no. involved. And I, Johnny, I was uh, driving by uh, down here in Douglas County. There is a, a really nice uh, retirement facility, uh, and there's hundreds of people that live there, but it is very difficult to reach them. I was also thinking about nursing homes. Hmm. Um, that uh, this this idea that there can be ballot harvesting, and I was thinking about nursing hmm. homes. Uh, it's also difficult, so people can harvest these ballots, and so we've got a real challenge. Uh, these next four weeks on what we're doing, Johnny J. Right. And uh, it's like I say, um, the, the cheese is in the house. You, you just don't leave the mouse in there alone with the cheese. You got to <laughs> send in the cat. So um, so let's, let's help you the cats and, and get in there and make sure that um, we, we're not getting like bamboozled by these uh, people that will play games to not to win the vote uh, by, by their... Uh, what is right, but the window vote by, by doing these underhand things. So, right. I appreciate right. you, Kim. So thank gonna, you. Godspeed on your there. travels. Okay. And that's right. Johnny J for house district five. And uh, I want to hear from you. 303-477-5600. We talked about vaccine injuries in the first segment. Of course, this Republican uh, scorecard is certainly important as well. And the work that they've done on that uh, it, it's, um, a lot has happened since uh, we were last on the air. We did the um, pre-records and the encore uh, broadcast because we thought that was important. But uh, one thing here that uh, Sherry Pife reported in uh, Complete Colorado says that um, more than char- 20 charter schools across the state recently presented a petition to the Colorado Department of Public Health and Environment requesting that it stop collecting and using private information of school children to publicize youth vaccination rates on its website. 
Diana Herrero, Deputy Director of the Division of Disease Control and Public Health Response, a division of CDPHE, confirmed in an email obtained by Complete Colorado that it has been collecting identifying information about Colorado school children without their parents' knowledge to combine with its COVID-19 vaccination records and to create a, a public database that showcases the vaccination rates at every school in Colorado. It says, under the Federal Family Educational Rights and Privacy Act, which is called FERPA, schools are prohibited from releasing information about students to anyone without the permission of the student or the parent. However, according to the email, Herrero said parental consent was not required for this data sharing. The Colorado Department of Education, CDE, is authorized to share education records, which may include students' personally identifiable information without parental or student consent in connection with a health and safety emergency. Producer Steve, this takes my breath away. <laughs> you know, I was, I was desperately trying to get back to today's packet you know, from Patty because I was looking at another one. Uh, to get some additional information. So I'm sorry, I was scrambling to do two things, and I'm, you caught not me. A, not, not a problem. You I just, caught uh, me. I, <laughs> well, I hate when I do that because I know that you've got so many different things going on with the board and the calls and all, and we could probably take one call if somebody wants to comment on anything. That's 303-477-5600. But when we look at these different candidates, parental rights has got to be front and center and so these candidates that are have parental rights on their platform is so important and it's the grassroots candidates that you are finding uh, that are standing up for uh, parental rights Uh, I know that there's this big platform about making Colorado affordable Uh, the way that we make Colorado affordable and the the real the real crux there is the cost of living is going up significantly and it's primarily because of public policy. And we need to be electing Republicans who will be standing for individuals instead of, when you look at this Liberty Scorecard, uh, actually with um, failing grades regarding standing up for individuals. Uh, And so we need to be electing people that will stand on principle. And I think that's one of the reasons why so many people have left the Republican Party is because some of these Republicans have reached so far across the aisle that they're standing on the other side of the aisle. Steve? Well, you know, as everything, there's everything in in the United States in the political realm is on a pendulum. And you keep waiting for, you know, something will get so far off to the one side and then it eventually comes back again. And, you know, for right now, the pendulum seems to be swinging away from us. And you're right. Uh, People again appear so moderate after a while. They don't, you know. If you, what was this? What is the saying? If you, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. And there's a lot of politicians who are guilty of that. Well, definitely. And this pendulum. What has happened is the center for the pendulum has continued to move to the left. And so even if the pendulum swings back, uh, to to get to the point where we reclaim our founding principles it has to go a long way this is the year that that's going to happen that's a great that's a great word picture that you're you're putting out there right now 
So Republicans, we need to be electing Republicans. And you're seeing there are Republicans that are saying they're conservative, but they've not stood for those particular values. And you can see that with this Republican uh, scorecard here. So we need to be electing Republicans that will stand for everyday Americans. But our quote, we're out of time uh, and be sure and tune in tomorrow. But our quote is from Margaret Lee Runback. And she said, happy happiness is not a station that you arrive at but it is a manner of traveling. So my friends today, be grateful, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well, live honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals, and like Superman, stand for truth, justice, and the American way. My friends, you are not alone. God bless you, and God bless America.